0: Welcome to Puritan's Read, where we read aloud great Puritan works, authors, and biographies. Today, episode 6 of The Almost Christian Discovered by Matthew Mead. Section 4 To come yet nearer, a man may go far in opposing his sin, and yet be but almost a Christian. How far a man may go in this work, I shall show you in seven gradual instances. First, a man may be convinced of sin and yet be but almost a Christian for, number one, conviction may be rational as well as spiritual. It may be from a natural conscience enlightened by the word without the effectual work of the spirit applying sin to the heart. Number two, convictions may be worn out. They many times go off and do not end in sound conversion. The church says, We have been with child, we have been in pain, we have brought forth wind. This is the complaint of the church in reference to the unprofitableness of their afflictions, and it may be the complaint of most in reference to the unprofitableness of their convictions. Number three. Many take conviction of sin to be conversion from sin, and so sit down and rest in their convictions. It is a sad complaint God makes of Ephraim. Ephraim is an unwise son, for he should not stay long in the place of the breaking forth of children. Now then, if convictions may be only from natural conscience, if they may be worn out or mistaken and rested in for conversion, then a man may have convictions and be, but almost, a Christian. Second, a man may mourn for sin and yet be, but almost, a Christian. So did Saul. So did Esau for the loss of his birthright, which was his sin, and therefore he is called by the Spirit of God, profane Esau. Yet he sought it again carefully with tears. Objection. But does not Christ pronounce them blessed that mourn? Blessed are they that mourn. Surely then, if a man mourns for sin, he is in a good condition. You see," said natsianzen "that salvation is joined with sorrow." So Lucian, I answer, it is true that they who mourn for sin, in the sense Christ there speaks of, are blessed, but. All mourning for sin does not, therefore, render us blessed. Number one, true mourning for sin must flow from spiritual convictions of the evil, vileness, and damnable nature of sin. Now all who mourn for sin do not do it from a thorough work of spiritual conviction upon the soul. They do not have a right sense of the evil and vileness of sin. Number two, true mourning for sin is more for the evil that is in sin than the evil that comes by sin. More because it dishonors God, wounds Christ, grieves the spirit, and makes the soul unlike God than because it damns the soul. Now, there are many who mourn for sin, not so much for the evil that is in it as for the evil that it brings with it. There is mourning for sin in hell. You read of weeping and wailing there. The damned are weeping and mourning to eternity there is all sorrow and no comfort. As in heaven there is peace without trouble and joy without mourning, so in hell there is trouble without peace, mourning without joy, weeping and wailing incessantly, but it is for the evil they feel by sin and not for the evil that is in sin. So a man may mourn for sin and yet be but almost a Christian. It may grieve him to think of perishing for sin, when it does not grieve him that he is defiled and polluted by sin. Third, a man may make large confession of sin to God and to others and yet be but almost a Christian. How ingenuously does Saul confess his sin to David? I have sinned, said he. Thou art more righteous than I. Behold, I have played the fool and have erred exceedingly. So Judas makes a full confession. I have sinned in betraying innocent blood. Yet, Saul and Judas were both rejected of God. So, a man may confess sin, and yet be but almost a Christian. Objection. But is not confession of sin a character of a child of God? Does not the Apostle say, if we confess our sins, God is just and faithful to forgive them? No man was ever kept out of heaven for his confessed badness, though many are kept out of heaven for their supposed goodness. Judah, in Hebrew, signifies confession. Now Judah got the kingdom from Reuben. Confession of sin is the way to the kingdom of heaven. Answer. Answer. There are some who confess sin and are saved. There are others who confess sin and perish. Many confess sin merely out of custom and not out of conscience. You may have many that will never pray, but they will make a long confession of sin and yet never feel the weight or burden of it upon their consciences. Many will confess lesser sins and yet conceal greater, like the patient in Plutarch who complained to his physician of his finger when his liver was rotten. Many will confess sin in general or confess themselves sinners and yet see little and say less of their particular sins. An implicit confession, as one said, is Almost as bad as an implicit faith. Where confession is right, it will be distinct, especially of those sins that were our chief sins. So, David confesses his blood guiltiness and adultery. So, Paul, his blasphemy, persecution, and injury against the saints. It is bad to hear men confess they are great sinners who yet cannot confess their sins. Though the least sin is too bad to be committed, yet there is no sin too bad to be confessed. Many will confess sin, but it is only under extremity that is not free and voluntary. Pharaoh confessed his sin, but it was when judgment compelled him. I have sinned against the Lord, said he, but it was when he had had eight plagues upon him. Many do, by their sins, as mariners do by their goods, cast them out in a storm, wishing for them again in a calm. Confession should come like water, out of a spring which runs freely, not like water out of a still which is forced by fire. Many confess their sins, but with no intent to forsake sin. They confess the sins they have committed, but do not leave the sins they have confessed Many men use their confession as Louis XI of France did his crucifix. He would swear an oath and then kiss it and swear again and then kiss it again. So many sin and then confess they do not do well, but yet never strive to do better. Mr. Torschel tells a story of a minister he knew that would often be drunk. And when he came into the pulpit, would confess it very lamentingly. Yet, no sooner was he out of the pulpit, but he would be drunk again. And this would he do as constantly as men follow their traits. Now then, if a man may confess sin merely out of custom, if he may confess lesser sins and yet conceal greater if he may confess sin only in the general or only under extremity or if he may confess sin without any intent to forsake sin then surely a man may confess sin and yet be but almost a christian This concludes episode six of The Almost Christian Discovered by Matthew Mead.